Hello and welcome everybody to this uh, edition of the My Spectrum Life podcast. My name is Jessica and I am an autism mom. With me tonight is, I'm going to, well, do I have to introduce him now or should I wait, Kelsey? No, introduce her first. Oh, okay. So <laughs> with me is my co-host, Kelsey. How are you doing, Kelsey? Pretty good. How are you? Doing okay. Doing okay. Still, still in recovery from my hip surgery, but doing better every day. Good. And for the first time, y'all get to see the worst half of her. Uh, whatever. Well, I mean, if I, I can't, you can't call me the better half because you're the better half. Okay, Aww. I'll take it. So I'm Aww, the worst he's half. He's being nice. No, you're I not know. the worst half. You're just my other. Well, half. the worst half of us. Well, anyway, you're getting confusing. <laughs> no, it's not. The, no, this is the guy that we're always referring to as our tech guy, Derek, behind this, the scenes that is helping us out. Um, so. You said something else there, Derek, behind. Something else. <laughs> anyway. You almost referred to something else that I do. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. I know, later. Stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm always... And Kelsey will tell you, I'm always telling him to stop, aren't I? <laughs> yes. yes. That's why she's the chaos coordinator. Yes, that is one of my titles is chaos coordinator. What Given to me by well my children. With. Say you what handle now? it very well, and you do very well. Yes, with she it. does. She does. I wouldn't <laughs> be able to make it through the day with everything going on if it was not for her. Scheduling is um, can be difficult in this um, crazy life that we live. Oh, um, yeah, very, um, <laughs> very crazy <laughs> with um, all the different things that go on. So um, we, but we're we're going to talk about you as an autism dad, right? Um, because, well, you are dad to, um, our autistic son, Curtis. Yes. Um, and Kelsey spent many, many hours at our house, um, helping us out with Curtis. But, um, I guess the first thing that, um, I mean, I've talked about it before and we kind of talked about it with Nikki last week was what was going through your head, the feelings, things that were going through your head when you, when we first found out that Curtis was autistic, when we got the official diagnosis that day at MUSC? Well, I would probably say the first thing is kind of shock was what was, what was, and then you kind of go start going, okay, so what does this mean? What, what will he not be able to do? What, or so you, for most of us, or at least for me, and I'll probably speak maybe for a lot of dads, it's like, well, okay, so well, he, he'll, so I'll never be able to have him play baseball. He won't be able to play this. He, we won't be able to go do this. We won't be able to do this. We won't be able to do this. I started thinking all the negative stuff, what we wouldn't be able to do and not be able to think of what we could do still. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of, it was hard. The, the adjustment and just trying to figure, and then at the same time, it was like relief because you also realize, hey, you know what? I, now I know what's going on. Yeah. But now how do we deal with it? And for the longest time, once we had the diagnosis, we didn't have the help. Mm -mm. And so we had to figure things out on our own. And mm -hmm. well, let me rephrase this. She had to figure out how things were going to go. And then she told me usually is how it ended up working. Um, I can't take credit for all the hard work that she did because she did the work and just told me how, to, what I should be doing. So, because for me, it was always not understanding and being kind of being frustrated is because I, in some aspects also saw a little bit of myself, Mm -hmm. in some of the way that he was acting at times. And so even questioning myself on a lot of different things. And I, and I still question myself on 
how I react to a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a constant learning thing. And as the person that's supposed to be, to me, the way I was raised, I'm supposed to be more of the disciplinarian and stuff like that. And how that whole part of it had to change too. How do oh, we yeah. do the discipline and everything? Um, so that, that was really difficult and, um, just that's just how that's that's what went went through my mind when when we got that diagnosis at that mm-hmm. time yeah it was it was tough um i think i was more relieved than anything because i looked at a lot of stuff trying to figure out okay why are they telling me this from the school why is this happening here and there and so to finally have a name to it but then i went through a period of you know basically grief as well but, right i mean now, there are some, I do want to say, our kid can't play baseball. That's just, that's not something, I don't know, Kelsey, when we were doing ABA, that's just not something he could handle, right? Um, the hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. He's gotten better. He, he's gotten he better. Has gotten, he has. He's gotten better. We've, we've thrown a tennis ball a little bit. He wants to throw a baseball, and I'm just like, no, that's, that'll hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, I played too much baseball growing up. That'll hurt. <laughs> I know he has amazing feet eye coordination, though. Yes, he does. His feet eye coordination is where it's at. And that's okay because that's everybody. Like, he taught me uh, feet eye coordination. I'll tell you that right now because I couldn't kick a soccer ball until I met him. So, (laughs) Right, and that was one thing, uh, the sports aspect that I really enjoyed watching him. I didn't play soccer. Well, let me rephrase it. I played soccer one time for one season when I was a kid. Um, I was always the little kid. So he kind of took that after me. I'm, I've gotten bigger, but um, I'm trying to get smaller now. But I was always the little kid. And when I played, I wanted to quit in, this, in the middle of the season because I didn't like keep people kicking me in the shins. Uh, that hurt, even though I had shin pads. But I was about five, six years old at the time. And, of course, my parents didn't allow me to quit. And that's something that I don't want him to quit on things, but there's t- aspects of it that he, because he can't do it, I need to – allow that part of it. He's not, not being as a quitter, but as the capabilities. And that's, that's what has always, what, one of the things that frustrates me, because that's, that's just me. And I don't want to quit on anything that I do. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of getting that through my thick skull and is what, what the biggest part Mm -hmm. is. And as a dad of doing that, because never want to quit when Mm -hmm. I'm doing stuff. Well, and sometimes it's a matter of, I don't know. I I don't. I find myself trying to like wave in the background. I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. Just a second. <laughs> give him. Give him a second to 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 process because this isn't. It's it's hard for Curtis to process things um, at a quick speed sometimes, and so you got to give him that break to kind of walk away and and deal with it, and then come back and kind of then be able to um, work with things. Um, and work through things. Right. And I, I, for me, that that's a lot of times that is hard for me because I work through things real fast in my head just because of what I do, um, Mm -hmm. from working a lot of stuff behind the scenes, the video, uh, doing video production and all that, where I have to think really quickly on my feet. And so it's, it's been kind of really ingrained on me and and that, that, that was a, that's been a frustration too. Why don't you get this? It's right here. And, Mm -hmm. but that's, and I know a lot of dads, not even those that dads that have neurotypical, neurotypical children struggle with this too a lot of times. So it's not just autism. It's just we got to step back and let them figure things out on their own at the same time. And they work at their own pace. And every kid's different on their pace too. So mm-hmm. that's 
that's something that's really something that I've, I still have a hard time with that too. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we had to face, um, was the fact that Curtis was, um, you know, it's, it's actually quite typical for those on the spectrum to be bullied, um, especially at school. Um, I asked Nikki this question. Um, so I'm going to ask you too, what did, um, how, how did it make you feel when he would come home and tell us what was going on? Uh, well, there's that whole part of me that's okay. I'm going to come to the rescue and I'm going to go find this dad or this, of this child and have a talk with him. But that's not what you can do. You can't do that. Mm -mm. Um, one, he's probably bigger than me. Um, but it's, but, uh, you just, it's, it's, it was the anger and frustration. Um, why is, why are they being picked on? I mean, I was picked on as a kid as well. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I knew what was there and and the whole aspect, well, you just got to toughen up. You just got to deal with it. It's, it's going to happen. Kids are mean, but getting that concept across is, is really hard. And it, and then even though things might have happened four or five years ago, even to this day, he brings it back up. Well, my back hurts because I got pushed into the wall four years ago. Well, yeah, but that's four years ago. There, you're fine now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, but that, but the, so there's that whole aspect of it. And it's just like being able to let things go. And that's, that's another part that's really hard mm-hmm. um, to trying to explain to him. Okay, you just need to let it go. It's, it's, it's done. Mm-hmm. Let it go. And that, that goes into his, like, the perseverative behavior, correct, Kelsey? Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that, um, that's when they grab onto something. Um, perseverations are when somebody can, an autistic child, or aut- somebody on the spectrum will grab onto a certain detail or something, and they will not, um, they'll not let go of it, and they just keep going on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> about it um it's that's one of the the i think one of the bigger frustrations that we that is hard for us we've kind of gotten used to it i've noticed um lately that it's easier for us to um and i think as parents we <laughs> get used to the noises the constant noises yeah. the um and some of the perseverations we we've learned through um through aba to just kind of i mean you you tell us all the time okay just let it go let it go yeah (laughs) so and yes karen you are so correct bullying is such a real problem not only on um asd kids but just in general um but you know it's easiest and that's, that's what breaks my heart is it's easiest to pick on the kid that, I mean, I too, the small kid, the, the, small kid, the um, you know, the, the one that doesn't like me, I didn't have all the Nikes in the, you know, the in, you know, in style clothes and stuff like that. So I, I got picked on horribly by like, like that. Yeah. So, um, oh yeah, yes, that's Jennifer, whole- <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer says my son brings up some stuff from Pierce preschool daycare that we didn't even know he was aware of at the time that is it's so frustrating to see that and to have it come up because they finally understand it so late is that something that is common kelsey for for things like you know happenings and things that go on when they 
finally understand the concept of what happened. I would. I would think so, because as you get older, you begin to un understand different things. Um, I really do think it's them making sense. So I think some of it is like, uh, how do you say the word? Preserve. Perseverating? Yes. And one? I also think it's them trying to understand it in their own world and put it in their terms. So right. I and I was just thinking. You. Right. And part of that, I remember a thing because a lot of times Curtis does, didn't have a, doesn't have a filter. Mm, no. And I well, remember. And that's that's I, a common thing with right. um, autism. Right. And I remember one of the kids that he was hanging out with, and this is where you want to protect, protect him from stuff, but he and I'm not going to actually say the word, but um, he was there running around. He was running around going, I got a D, I got a D, I got a D. And the dick is referring. Oh, sorry, I actually did say it. Sorry. <laughs> the D is referring to his penis. And, but the, and we're like, no, 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 you can't say that. And he's You're like, right. well, why not? And I apologize for saying that, guys. But that's <laughs> but that's what he was saying. And I was like, no, 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 no. And it was that influence from somebody at school mm -hmm. that he was hanging out with. Because, I mean, and. The kid was neurotypical and don't know his home bringing, but that was something that it's like, how do you correct him on this? Mm -hmm. Right. So, and that's the, so they would understand and you have to be gentle. Um, I remember also one time before we got the diagnosis, mm -hmm. um, we went to a store and we get home and we're on, it was a grocery store and we're unloading the groceries and there was a Reese's in there that I knew I didn't put in the bag. <laughs> and so we had to go, we went, I took him back to the store and got the manager and he had to give the manager back the, the Reese's and explain to him about what stealing is and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's just something that looking back, it still was good to do. I mean, right. I'm not questioning yeah. that, but, and like wondering if how I handled it and I know I was trying to stay calm and at the same time, but trying to do that teaching, but I don't know how much at the time, I mean, he hasn't stolen anything since, so I guess it, it stuck, but, <laughs> yeah. um, that aspect of it, I, how was that the correct way of dealing with it or how, what would have be different that we sh maybe should do or something like that. And that's some questions that I've had for myself, um, how to do a lot of the teaching from right. doing the father, father, son teaching kind of stuff. Um, of course, I'm still, there's some things that are coming up that I'm not looking forward to having to deal with, with the father-son teaching stuff yet, and because how to explain those things to him, um, with some changes that are going to be coming. Teenage years so, are approaching. Teenage, yep. And that's, those are always scary in its own, but what I've read and heard, and it's even worse with children that are on the spectrum. Right. So... Um, one of the things that we had to deal with that, um, uh, Kelsey would, I guess most of the time, wouldn't it be that you would talk with me first of all, Kelsey, about what we needed to do, do to follow through on behaviors and then, or it was the BCBA and then I would follow uh -huh. through and follow through with you. So the BCBA right. and the RBT, like me, we would work as a team and really follow through with you. But the mm -hmm. BCBA, the, uh, which guys is a board certified behavior analyst, analyst is the one who actually runs the team because right. um, they have the certifications. But they, um, she made all the rules. Um, she right. are determined what was appropriate, wasn't appropriate with your input. And then I was pretty much the li liaison, liaison, liaison. Yeah. So the but, lazy uh, on. 
Yeah, no, lazy on, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mangling words tonight. But um but yeah, I would talk to you and then you would pass it on between Derek and Yeah. Because a lot person. of time I wasn't there. Yeah, not at the no, beginning. Because I was at work. Yeah. Um and then and we... that, that's and that's a whole nother aspect because I went from working um actually at a job all the time versus then starting my own business and working from home mm-hmm. and getting that just because I'm home, I'm not here to play that yeah. whole aspect of it. Yeah. I had to sew curtains for that. Time. I had to put curtains on my office and well, it, that's because I, the, 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 play, the doors had windows. Right. Um, and so I sewed curtains and we had to put a sign on the outside that said, okay, don't enter. Yeah. And then we could flip it open or when the door was open, okay, it was fine to enter and talk to daddy because you know, of the whole working thing. But, um, yeah, sometimes it's difficult to get that, um, to get what you, you guys would tell me everything. And I'm, I'd be like trying to remember that, but <laughs> to pass on to him. Right. <laughs> and I don't know if it, I, I hope it didn't break down in, um, uh, in translation. Sometimes I think it probably did, or I just was too stubborn to, um, get it. So, <laughs> uh, yes, Jennifer, Praise God for flexible fathers. That is so true. Yeah, we got to take our vitamin B every day. Be flexible. <laughs> yeah. So, um, as you said, Jess, you said you were translate and you were hoping that it didn't get lost in translation. Um, I do remember certain times that I would leave therapy early so the BCBA could sit down with you both and you would have to take off of work. Um, Derek, at your, what was your first... Um, reaction when you had to sit down with the BCBA because it wasn't as formal because Jess had a lot of interaction um, with the BCBA. How do you feel? Did you, um, were you at first like, no, this is not the way I raised my son or did you take a yeah, different that's what aspect? I was... or... Great. Now I got to learn a whole new way of parenting <laughs> kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, there was frustration. Okay. So basically a lot of times it felt like what everything that we were doing and had done for the first seven years, six years, and then I have two boys that are older, all this entire time, I've done it wrong. And and then, and that, by them, a lot of times, that made me feel like a failure. And the worst thing is for a father or a mother to feel a failure of their mm-hmm. child. And that was the blame and being feeling that failure because that's something I have fought with for a lot of many years, I always, when I was growing up, I felt like, um, I had self-esteem issues and mm. I've feel as I've conquered that. But then all of a sudden those things came up and I know it wasn't meant that, but it was, uh, you end up taking it personally because it's like, man, right. I've screwed up on this. My kid's acting this way because of me. Um, and it's just, it was really hard. It was really hard for me. And it's, yes. it's something I even still, at times struggle with at this time. It's like, why don't you get this? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really hard because parenting, I mean, I, as we all know, when you have um, multiple children, if you have more than one children, child, children, ooh, sorry, <laughs> more than one child, whether they're both neurotypical or not, um, like my parents um, were different with my sister. They had to handle my sister differently than they did me. <laughs> Um, we won't go there with you and your sister. Um, that's a, that's for something else. <laughs> I have to laugh though. Sometimes she's told me something all my year, all growing up. Can I, can I please say it? Okay. My sister didn't think we had the same parents. Okay. 
There's seven years between There's them. seven years between us. She thought my, my, the, my parents were completely different than hers. And two years ago, we finally proved her wrong. We had the DNA test to find out an ancestry, and we are related, and we, uh, we have the same parents. So she can just be quiet now. We do have the same parents. <laughs> so it is proven in DNA. So... <laughs> And D, if you're watching, uh, ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> um, but, I mean, I can see different ways that I'm, my sister and I are, are um, 20 months apart. And I can see different ways that um, my parents dealt with me. You're, you, you and your sister, did you see that uh, difference sometimes in how they dealt with you and her? But my mom was open about it. She's yeah. like, look, my expectations are you for the same, but how I get you to that point is different. And it mm-hmm. took me a little bit to realize until pretty much matured finally when I understood. <laughs> um, but yeah, because we're two yeah. different personalities and that's what it really boils down to. Right. Like what right. best works for you versus what best works for that child. And I think, I, I think you could relate to this, uh, Derek and Jess, that, you know, coming from an RBT standard, that's where we come from. We're not coming from, hey, you're doing it wrong. But as an ABA therapist, we're like, here, let's give you the tools to help you and help your child, even Mm -hmm. if it is, because it is a family whole. It's not just correcting, when I say correcting, I use it loosely, but just correcting um, Curtis's behavior, but also shaping and um, making sure everything works as a whole with the family and that's hard mm-hmm. that's very right. very very hard um did you ever have to look down uh Derek did you ever have to um look at your own flaws and ever think that maybe um I have to fix this to help my child or maybe yeah I do or how did it, you I mean, handle that yeah I and in fact even still do um because I mean we try not to raise our voice and we fail constantly on that. Um, but, and it's, so yeah, it's constantly, and there's been times of the frustration that I just have to walk away and it's mm-hmm. on my own. I have to walk away and there's times that I've gone out and just taken a walk and just get away. Um, mm-hmm. just to even go for a drive or do one of the hobbies that I enjoy doing, uh, geocaching or right. doing something just to kind of get away to get my mindset get and get over the frustration and anger because there is, there is anger and there mm-hmm. is hurt and there's just feelings for us dads. I mean, we go through a lot of it too. A lot of us try mm-hmm. and hide those feelings and everything like that, but we do, we do feel, and there is, unfortunately there sometimes there does come to, to a breaking point and, when we get angry, we're not necessarily always angry at the child. A lot of times we're angry at ourselves because we don't know how to relate or we don't know how to communicate in the way that they'll understand. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I mean, I can communicate to say Nikki one way or I, and and it's, and it's like this with even both neurotypical children. Like we're talking about, you have to deal with children differently, Mm -hmm. but then there's that added stress of, the, my, this child is autistic. How it, 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 mm-hmm. my, what I'm coming across is going to come across the same way. Why are you not um, mature? Why why are you not doing this? Why, just settle down. This is and trying to explain. Don't mm-hmm. do things because people won't like you. Well, I'm still going to do this. Well, I, I'm trying to tell you this because I've done this in the past and I understand. And just that that whole that frustration and just 
and how, yeah, I sitting back and trying to figure out what could I do different? Where are my flaws on this? Yeah. Completely mm -hmm. all the time. So how do you cope? How do you adjust? What would your advice be to all fathers out there? How do you not internalize it? It's hard. Um, you need to be able to have somebody that you can talk to. Um, I have Jess and we can kind of talk about it a lot of times. Um, pray. I mean, that's mm -hmm. probably the biggest thing. Um, just kind of, it's really hard. It's pray and just kind of got to get, have some time. And I know this sounds bad as a father. You got to have some time for yourself to be able to process things. That's a, Jennifer has a really good question. She says, may I ask please what kind of support you have found from other fathers, Derek? Maybe even if any people at your church have been able to support you as a dad? You know, it's really been hard because mm -hmm. a lot of people are there. I really can't say I've really found really anybody to really understand. Mm -hmm. Truly, because it, they're usually people who are out there for more for the moms. I know at even when we went through Project Rex in South Carolina, was there just one dad that there was there? I can't really think of how many dads were actually there. Mm -hmm. um, even when we're doing the golf stuff with the um, first tee in Charleston, mm -hmm. it was all the moms. And it was, so here's a dad and then here's all the moms. So for a father, it's been really hard. Um, I do know that there are some podcasts out there that you can kind of watch. Um, I'm trying to think of another one that's out there that, that is a dad that's talking and it's, it's his daily blog. I just completely drew a blank on it. Um, there's some of that. I haven't watched a lot of his, but there, there's some of that there's, so really, it's really hard to find, um, mm -hmm. other dads. And I would really wish, and maybe that's something that we could maybe reach out to here on my spectrum life is, uh, almost start like a dad support group. And I don't know yeah. if that's something that maybe would be really good. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's, it's really hard because like, like I said, there's us as dads, we're supposed to be the strong one and we're not mm -hmm. supposed to be showing our feelings. And, um, I don't mean this to sound sexist or anything like that, but then if you get a whole bunch of dads together and we start crying, it's it, it, the world's going to end. So it's, it's what people are going to think. And, <laughs> uh, you're supposed to be the macho dad and all that. And, but that we, it's, it's, I don't know. We need to have, there needs to be mm -hmm. more of that. Yeah. Um, there really does. Yeah. Jennifer says, I know, right. Many people just feel that dads get or deserve a pass on these exceptional kids. And as, I mean, I know that, um, I mean, to be honest, there is, there has been rumors. I was, I was, um, reading, um, uh, something. Oh, Latrice says it has been good for my husband to connect with and with other autism dads. My husband has been thinking of starting a support group in our area. And that's great. Cause that is my area. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, because <laughs> one it's at the same time, because as a dad, because we, a lot of us do go out to work and Jess is a stay at home mom and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for me to, when I get home, she's been dealing with the kids all day. Mm -hmm. And then when I get home, even though no matter what I've been going through at work or anything like that, the frustrations, then I get home and the kids have already riled her up. And then I walk in the door and haven't done anything. And I get 
then we I, I get the brunt of everything at times. It's I mean, and it's I get that frustration, and then the kids are going, and then I like stop. You've been driving everybody crazy. I, I think that maybe you know, honestly, that happens a lot in in normal households without any ASD children. But um, I wouldn't know. <laughs> we wouldn't know. I mean, we can't. That's one thing that we can't. Um, we can't. We don't know because our lives. I mean, our first child. Um, to um, it, together, our. I mean, that we've got um, his two older boys from his previous marriage, but our first child was our ASD child, and um, so that's life. This is life. This is you know. This yeah. is what we do. This is how we have to deal with it. And things are not cut and dried. Um, parenting is a whole different ball of wax. I mean, all those parenting, the, the normal parenting books that most people get right, you know, Oh, read this book. No, nope, we just, just throw it out the out. window. Cause it has <laughs> nothing to do nothing. with what... <laughs> nothing. It, it doesn't even apply. Yeah. Know? Um, it's, that's nonfiction or fiction. It's fiction. Yeah. It's, fiction. It's, oh, it's pretty much fiction for, fiction us, for us because you, I mean the whole entire different, the way that you parent a child with autism is completely different. And each kid is different. Yes. Each, each autistic kid is different. Um, um, yes. It's, Karen says, yes, it's normal. But with you, it's double frustration yeah. with a child on the spectrum. Okay, good. Somebody got to tell us. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> we are normal. We're normal. <laughs> sort of. We're just a different normal. <laughs> well, what is normal? I don't um, know. What, what do normal think? think what, what, uh, do um, we even, I yeah. mean, normal is who knows anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you ever thought about what weird people think is weird? I mean, hello. I mean, if you didn't have yellow, what, what if you didn't have creamy butter, what would you have? Okay. 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 <laughs> yellow, yellow cottage cheese. Okay. See, and this is, <laughs> these are things that's kind of, I just kind of jump and kind of changes. <laughs> I am a jokester. I love telling jokes. I am. I do a lot of dad jokes. Yes. And this, yeah. that's another one of those little frustrations that I can tell a joke and it just goes whoo, right over Curtis's head. And, <laughs> and, and then he tries to do a joke he's, and it's, he's trying so hard. He to tries be like so you. hard. I know he tries so hard to tell a joke and it's like, mm, no, no, it's not a joke, buddy. But that, then when he hits him. Oh, yeah. When he gets them, there's. On. Oh, my goodness. It's a riot. It is a riot. And it's like you almost want to write those down and work up a repertoire for him when he gets. Okay. Okay. Here's your joke. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be funny. Okay. Here's your joke. <laughs> <laughs> he wants oh, to take goodness. after his dad. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, yeah. Yeah. And but it's, it's taken me 43 years to be this witty. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what are. Oh, sorry. Not 43. 44. Say again. So what are some what are some of the things you do to bond with them? Well, one of the things that we did that I've done, um, I mentioned first tea, mm -hmm. and that was a lot of fun because if you don't know what first tea is, and there's a lot of these all over the U.S., um, and we're working on getting them here, but mm -hmm. with everything going on in the world, we can't do it. But first tea is a golf program, and we got into it there in Charleston because they did one through um, LAF, local, a uh, low country autism foundation, mm -hmm. a segment of it where for the um, ASD kids, they would have like it a was... six week session that was actually free. And then at the end of it, they gave us a certificate to go actually do an actual session. So he started playing golf and 
come to find out he was really good at it. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is because of that repetition, the swing, and he would just kind of be able to dial that swing in. And it was really cool. So, um, getting to watch him play golf was one way that we've bonded on that aspect of it. Another, um, yeah, he goes to the golf lessons with him, um, to help with things. And I'm not, I was I'm, hoping it would help my golf game too, but it hasn't. And I'm not allowed to do golf. Cause he, he actually had actual life, like pros and stuff like that yeah, working wow. with him. And I'm trying to soak it in at the same time. And, <laughs> but he was getting to actually do it. I wasn't. So I still make, um, really bad shots all the time. But, um, the other aspect that we've done and we started this back in 2011, um, is geocaching. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what geocaching is, it's what nerds do outside. Um, we find tup- we use multi-million dollar tup- uh, satellites to find Tupperware in the woods. Uh, but no, it's actually we it's a GPS. You get GPS coordinates and you go find different things, um, mm-hmm. different containers, and you sign the logs. And a lot of them have little trinkets in it, and it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I mean, I it is probably besides me doing stuff with computers and cameras. It's what I do all the time. I have a whole YouTube channel on it. The kids have YouTube channels and that's another way we've bonded Mm -hmm. because the kids actually have their own uh, channel called the nano kids where they're actually out geocaching and challenging families to get out and geocaching, spending time together. Which Um, is actually been really good for Curtis because he has had to be on camera and try to remember things. I mean, it's helped his working memory because Mm -hmm will kind of help him with an idea of what to say. And then he has to repeat it because we don't write everything out or anything. And so he has to remember what we're doing and then say that on camera. I mean, and you can tell um, that he is not, you can tell he's ASD because the eye contact and some of the voice inflection and things like that are not there, but it, it doesn't, I don't care. And he's getting out there and he enjoys it and he's having fun with his sister. And what's and really, what and, and the other part that's really cool. He has a hard time approaching people a lot of times, but when he's actually at these geocaching events, people are approaching him and encouraging him because they've seen him on their YouTube channel and they talk to them and it's just really awesome. cool seeing that. Mm-hmm. And they, it's just, and then we also have another podcast that we do um, for geocaching called geocaching with kids. And they're part of that as well. Yeah. And that, so there's, trying to bring them into our, not necessarily bring them into our world, but encompassing all of us into the things that we really love doing. Mm -hmm. And that's a big hobby that we do. Um, in fact, even I'm getting more and more into woodworking and that aspect of it. And the other day we were, he was out there helping me with some stuff in the wood shop Mm -hmm. and trying to get that aspect of it. And just, so we're trying to expand, but be careful with a lot of different things at the same time. So he doesn't get hurt. Mm -hmm. But, but, him Same. being able to do the his their own channel because when we went to a big event last summer, they got to meet to a lot of people with um, this um, through geocaching, right? And everybody was encouraging them, and they had been on the cha- my channel a couple of times, and they're just like, "Hey, we really loved it when you're on the channel, mm-hmm. and this was really cool." And and so they were like, "Hey, can we have our own channel? Can we do this?" And so. Mm-hmm. They have That's their own right. channel. Um, they do one to two videos a month. Mm-hmm. So we're not over pushing it. And the videos are generally about two to three minutes long. Yeah. So it's not a lot, but it's just them out there having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and cha- like I said, challenging families to get out and outside away mm-hmm. from the computer and get out there and well, go on adventures. 
And thank you, Latrice. She says, this is so awesome, dad. Um, which it is. And you know, you do work a lot to get those things out there, but I'm, I mean, geocaching is, um, I think one of the reasons why I like geocaching, um, and Karen says, sounds like both activities, golf and the geo thing helps with focusing. It does. And, um, one of the things that's great about geocaching for specifically for, um, those on the spectrum, you can be doing geocaching and get out away from the public. And it's basically you take it and you're, I mean, when we, when we're, they were younger, we called it going out and treasure hunting. Yeah. So they're trying to find something and it's like finding a treasure, which of course, you know, you say the word treasure and you know, cause from what age, what kindergarten, I mean, it's a treasure box in class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they can relate that. Um, and so it's a lot of fun and it's something we can do. We can just go drive um, and we can be out from public eye to do something fun because I mean, let's, well, let's be honest. Sometimes at the at, yeah. um, public places, it's just not a good place for no. uh, on busy days. It's just not even close to being a good place for a child with right. autism. And a lot of times at geo, when you go geocaching, it takes you to, really great and interesting places that you would never know. You get mm-hmm. to go and find new history that you, that maybe only people locally knew about. And you, so a lot of that, you get to see that. But the other thing I really love about geocaching is the community and the way the, the, the community knows that Curtis has autism and you know what? They treat him like any other kid, all the different events we've been at megas and a mega event is 500 or more people. And they just like, they just love on them. And that's, Aww. it's something It is just some of the biggest thing. You don't feel judged. You don't feel any of that when you're out with this group. And I, I just wish there was more t- communities was, that would be like that. And that's just something th- to say about that. And I've met so many, I know both, both so many different, different up here. I mean, I've met, there's been one of the other guys I, and we have weird, weird names. And I don't know if, um, Tom's watching this, but he, he was one of the, um, guys that put what's called Geo Woodstock together in Texas last year. And his daughter is autistic and blind. And we're like, hey, we ha- he, Curtis has a uh, service dog. Is he going to be okay to come to this? And, th- and he's like, if he's not, I'm going to be taking care of somebody too. So, and that's, and that's how t- anything that we've ever done uh, mm-hmm. with, with the kids. And geocaching is a family event. It's, it's a family. It's what it's been designed to be is for families and at that mm-hmm. aspect of it. And it's, it's just a lot of fun. And those that are watching, if you haven't found it, go, go on YouTube, search geocaching. Uh, if you want to see the kids' channel, it's the nano kids. You can actually type in the nano kids.com N a N O kids.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of learn about it. It's a lot of fun and it's just a really great aspect of getting to go and do this. Mm-hmm. Christina says, I have to say it was cool to see Curtis on his channel and in different element than I was used to seeing him in loving watching this video it helps others understand more yeah. and it does because um uh it's you know one of the things that i know that we as as autism families and those of you that have kids on the spectrum um you know we want to that's part of our whole goal isn't it kelsey did we got to educate as the families so we know what kind of um help to get but we also need to raise awareness because there's not a lot of places that, you know, we can go and there's, there is some, I and mean, we can try to go, 
but it's so hard. I mean, it's just even the grocery store yeah, or right. Target or Walmart. I mean, I don't, I have to say I'm thankful for things like Instacart or what have you, because <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Man, we thought we, we made it when we could actually just order and go and pick it up. Now they can bring it to us. Holy cow. <laughs> we don't have to get in the car because sometimes getting in the car is a pain. Oh, yeah, that, that was because yeah. yeah, just the, the battle of going. And then when we got Chewy as a service dog and be able to go into a store, that was really great because the store was always a hard time mm-hmm. for us. And yeah. it's just, because you don't want to look like that parent that wants, I mean, you don't want to look like that parent that's sitting there yelling at their kid and everything like that at a store because they don't know what's going on. And then you feel like you're the bad parent and it's like, you don't know what's what's actually going on here. Mm-hmm. So it's, and the frustration and how things, and so. It's, it's just, it's, it's a different thing. It's a whole different well, life. You guys yeah. do a phenomenal job raising your kids. I thank you. They couldn't ask for better it. parents. Mm. So a lot thank of it's so her much. telling me how to do this because it's <laughs> it's a lot of it's you too. You bring your own sense of humor. You break the tension a good bit. So you guys balance yeah. each other out. Somebody I has think to. Curtis sees that. I really do think Curtis and Nikki see that. I mean, I cope through laughter and comical humor. because if mm-hmm. I don't, I'm going to be crying. And <laughs> yeah, right. So it's yeah, good and it's kid. ugly crying too. You, really you don't want to do. see that. We do have a good kid. I love I love both my kiddos. Yeah. They're great. <laughs> it's um, just trying to learn that the way what what makes them tick, right? How to relate and finding and this goes with, even with any kid, but finding what they're good at and seeing how to be able to make them shine. Um, Christina says before Curtis, I had never met anyone with autism. So I think this is super helpful and that everyone needs to learn more so they can be more understanding. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Christina. That's, um, that's, that's our purpose, isn't it, Kelsey? That's, that's what we're here for. That's what we're doing this for. So, um, Uh, one more. (laughs) (laughs) Christina says, I agree with Kelsey. Phenomenal job raising your kids. Thank you, Christina. Okay, I'm going to cry here. <laughs> you guys. Oh, goodness. Okay, before I turn into a whole other just ball in here, um, <laughs> I'm glad you were able to sit on this side with me yeah, tonight. Yeah, it's, it's different on this one. I mean, I'm, I get in front of the camera a lot now, but yeah, this one yeah. is I try and stay behind. So, um, but it was good. And we're going to have, I think we're going to have to check in with Nikki and Kurt and Curtis and Derek, um, every now and again to see how things are going and some new things that we've learned, because I mean, we're always learning. We're always learning. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, Latrice mm-hmm. says great yeah. advice, dad. You're both awesome. Thank you so yeah. much. Latrice. And Latrice, let me know when that, uh, dad support group opens up. Cause I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be there right there for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if you have, um, any, um, uh, oh goodness. Okay. Ah. If there are any topics you would like to talk about, email us at info at myspectrumlife.com. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so that was the announcer voice that kicked into it. <laughs> Kelsey, where else can they get in contact with us at? Um, facebook.com backslash my spectrum life. Instagram.com, my spectrum life and Twitter.com, my spectrum life. And that is the number one. Um, if you are watching tonight on either, um, well on Facebook, uh, if you don't mind, go on over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. 
Um, if you are on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe and, and like, of course we want, we'll take any likes anywhere, right. um, on any pod, uh, we're on several different podcasts. Yeah, We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. Um, working on getting on Pandora, hopefully soon. Um, we're on Apple podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google play. Um, so any of those, uh, rate and review the podcast really helps it out as yes, well. Thank you. So that would be amazing because that'll help us gain a bigger audience, share anytime you see the videos pop up on your Facebook timeline or in, uh, YouTube, please share, um, let anybody, you know, who, um, would need some help with autism or would benefit from, uh, learning some of this information, you know, let us know um, of any questions that you might have that you want to discuss, uh, share so that people can see this and hopefully we'll be able to get the word out and be able to help more and more people understand what it is to have a child with autism, to live with autism. Because like I said with um, Nikki last week, we called it my spectrum life for a reason. Yeah, It's, your spectrum life, Kelsey, because you are an RBT and you have to learn, you learned how to deal with it, right? Correct. And how to help me and him. Yeah. <laughs> it's our spectrum life individually. It's our multiple. life. <laughs> it's our life. And, you know, as a mom or a dad, it's different for us. It's Curtis's spectrum life because he's the one on the spectrum. It's Nikki's spectrum life because her brother's on the spectrum and she's affected by it. So, it's it's more than just the child with ASD right. or the adult person with ASD that is affected by the spectrum. Um, so just let people know um, that's we're just here to to help people. And I know we've been talking. There's a lot of things that they've been talking about that I'm excited about. And let me tell you, when you comment on, in the chat room or when you send us emails and give us topics, mm -hmm. that helps us helps them to know what questions you guys are asking and help them to be able to develop or which way to go. So it's just, it's really, it's really great. And we cannot wait to see what happens with this uh, mm -hmm. video podcast and see where it goes from here. I'm so glad Karen says, I watched to help me understand and help others become aware. Thank you so much, Karen. Yes, thank you. That's, that's what we're here for. That's what it's for. So we hope you have enjoyed this episode of my spectrum life and as I've got my Murray sets on to remind me tonight. Um, uh, just remember with a lot of faith and a whole lot of love and probably half a bajillion of fidget toys. Uh, yeah. Maybe half. <laughs> I don't know. It's not maybe. more. It's, I think it's not more. Than a more. <laughs> Have you seen his room? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll all make it. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. Bye.